Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We got the whole gang back together again. And yeah, this time we're talking some guild ball. So oh, back shit. at it. How do we even play this game? Um, yeah. Hey, I don't know about you fuckers, but I got at least, you know, two decent tournaments I'm planning on to go plan on going to in uh twenty twenty. There's still tournaments? Yeah, I'm going we got Bourbon Trail open in March and then I got Spring Fling that I'm going to in uh in May. How about this? Let's start the conversation off with this. What happened to SteamCon US? Uh poor Chris poor booking one year and then they yeah. discontinued it? No, I remember they pushed it to quarter one, 2020, right? Uh, I don't, yeah, that's not happening. And then, <laughs> and then just silence. Hoping everybody forgot. Yeah. It's like, if we don't talk about it, maybe nobody will bring it up. Well, I want you guys to know I didn't forget because it was the one time I would have been able to go. And, well, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's just kind of like they put the U.S. Nats at that Chicago tournament. So, I don't see them doing SteamCon because otherwise they would have had U.S. Nats at that SteamCon. Boo. Yeah, so I, that that's pretty much what it is, and they're not going to bring it up again, and uh, they got more important things that they're worrying about, and yeah. Well, we're that's bringing it up. I just yeah. wanted to make sure like, was there wasn't an announcement that I missed that, like, hey, we're not doing this. Well, it's funny because there's somebody that's kind of like in the same wheelhouse that you were, John, where I saw them post on one of the groups in Facebook and they're like, hey, what about SteamCon? Isn't that supposed to be a thing? And somebody's like, yeah, that's pretty much what we heard like six months ago and we haven't heard anything since. I mean, could have been like first big God tier, God tier tournament or something. Yeah. And a lot of people are jazzed about God tier. That actually officially dropped and a bunch of people got their boxes, some really cool um Podcasts and YouTube t- uh, channels like Don't Touch the Beard have actually been putting out some God tier content, so it's worth a worth a look if you are somewhat interested in God tier because there's a lot of good content that those guys are putting out. Well, that being said, I don't know if we'll get into any of the God tiering, but yeah, don't know much about that one. Yeah, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe one day I should be picking yep. up some God tier stuff over Christmas, so. Really? I'll have it. Where are you picking up God tier from? Hey, hey, I have ways of doing things, okay? What is this, back in Utah? Yep. <laughs> then you can put on the podcast about God tier, and we'll, we'll know not shit about it, but we'll come on and do hot takes. Well, well <laughs> let me tell you what, I will know not shit about it either. <laughs> okay, well, somebody's got to know something. Uh, we'll just make it up as we go along. That's won't be the first fair. time, won't be the last. Yeah, but events that actually are happening, like I said, we got uh, Bourbon Trail Open, which I think only has five spots left. So if you're looking for a good Guild Ball uh, tournament in a distillery, a pretty good time last year. The only complaint I had is that by the time John and I actually wanted to get food, there wasn't much left last year. No, the one problem was 
the distillery wasn't open serving liquor when I got there. Yeah. John wanted it like open as soon as like he got in there. I mean, it was at a distillery. I tell you what, that bourbon was pretty good though. Joe actually still had some of it during Thanksgiving and we had some of the cinnamon bourbon. If you remember that, John. Oh my God. I remember it very well. I drank, I probably drank a fifth of it. Oh yeah. That was, it was really good. It was nice to have that again. I was like, yes, this is, this is what we need. So, and then obviously spring flings that first weekend of May, and that's going to be a gaming convention now, but of course they got the guild ball tournament that's going to be there. So definitely happy to have those big events that I plan on going to. And I don't know if you saw in the Charleston page there, Chris, but I'm also talking with Jacob about organizing a Christmas guild ball event. Yeah, with special rules. Yep, so we're going to have some special Christmas scenarios to put on the old Guild Ball pitch, so that's going to be fun. Announce a date right now. (laughs) We'll probably do... Yeah, we'll probably do um, an episode where I kind of share some of those scenarios. That way, if somebody wants to uh, use those, they can during the holiday season because they're going to be pretty fun. Let's just say we're going to be sliding around like crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Knee sliding for days. But anyways, what we're going to be talking about today is we're actually going to look at some of the game or the uh, game plan deck cards. And then we actually got one of the new captains revealed uh, that we're going to talk about festival. So a lot of new content that we're going to take on. But unlike some of the other podcasts, we're not going to go through all the game plan cards because one, some of them are kind of boring and like, okay. And then, yeah, they're just it's kind of meh. So we're just going to go over like the five that interests each of us. And then some of those might be the same. Some of them might not be. And we'll kind of just go from there. So looking at the game plan deck, I just wanted to kind of start with we each, hopefully, I think Chris is just kind of going by the seat of his pants, but five cards that they liked from the game plan deck. So five. John, I want, <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Chris can just talk about our five. Okay, Chris can just talk about R5 then. Yeah, I might be able to like come up with something that I like. All right. Well, let's start with you, John. What? Let's go with number five first and we'll work our way to our favorite card. So what's your fifth card that you're like, okay, this is a pretty cool card? Uh, I'm going to say Sidestep. It's a four. Okay. It's the, it's the one where you can choose one to three friendly models and make a two-inch dodge, and then your opponent gets to do the same. Yeah. Just mixing up the scrum, man. You want to get out of the scrum, you get out of the scrum. You want to get in the scrum, you get in the scrum. <laughs> just re re just kind of shuffles everything. That way you can go ahead and just move models where you want them to go. Kind of. I mean, I like that it's hilarious that if you had it set up right, you could just go trap a model. Yeah. Well, we know that you're all about the trapping, John. I mean, you don't know my life. Well, and plus, I just like that you can also use that to extend some of your threat ranges, too. Yeah. Like if like if you're trying to like set up a goal or maybe you're trying to extend threat ranges because I noticed that a lot of these cards are it seems like they're designed to break those standoffs because I think a lot of the Steam Force people are just pissed off at like those you know standoff kind of cagey games so I think that this is one of the cards that they designed to put an end to that I feel like mm. or this card did the opposite and it could drag my team back into the scrum yeah. Yeah, like set up the uh, takeout or set up like the bad news bears for you. Oh, scalpel, you fucked up my scrum? Fuck you, I'm getting it back. Oh, yeah, old scalpel. Yeah, I like this. I like that one too, John, just because I do like the idea that it's like, oh, and I find this a lot of times with like captains like Blackheart that are like, 
you know, they're kind of scory or dodgy, but maybe they're just like two inches out from like starting engaged with somebody that I want to get into and then dodge around and then go score. So definitely like slippery captains. This is a cool one to have. Yeah, I do that. I mean, if you're, you get your opponents threatening a model, you can get them into cover or something. You can get out of threat ranges. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of fun, a little chaotic. Yeah, my number five is kind of more thematic. Uh, it's a two card, so it's two and then a one. And it's never say die. Each time a friendly model suffers the taken out condition, the friendly team gains plus two momentum. So I just like that one because... You know, it's good. Your stuff's dying, but, you know, just like the Goonies, you just never say die. Oh, wait, I found it. There it is. It's on the odd number cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just like it because it's got a nice little Goonies reference in there. And, you know, even if you're having the bad the bad feels, you're at least getting two momentum points off this one. You probably won't actually play it, but I just like it because of the uh, the title of the card. You've got nothing but your mascot left, but at least you have 10 momentum. <laughs> yeah, you got 10 momentum, but yeah. <laughs> Never say die. Your mascot's going to do it. <laughs> so, Chris, what do you think about those two first cards? Uh, I like John's more than the other one. Whoa. Yeah, what? I win. Just yeah, so now this is now this is a little mini game for our podcast. Okay, so, so I will judge your quality of the cards you've picked. Okay, so you're giving uh, this round to John for the better card picked? Yeah, yeah, just because I think that the one that he picked has more creative things you can do with it in the game. Dude, it's the Goonies. Yeah. Right. But that are was you, my like fifth are favorite you not, card. Are you not a Goonies fan? I, I mean, I've, I've watched Goonies. I think it's funny. I, I, I like Goonies. I mean, I don't, you know, let's put it this way. If I'm flipping through channels on TV, I don't have to stop when I see Goonies is playing on cable. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I'm, there are other ones that I are higher priority like John Wick or the Sandlot. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. All right, John. So let's go ahead and go with your number four card then. What's your one point to John. Okay. You're keeping score. John, what's your fourth card that you like? Well, now I want to get my favorite ones in there to make sure I win this, win this early, you know, okay. (laughs) John is so competitive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number four. Cause I did, I did put them in order. Uh, pick up the pace to six. So you're probably going to try to win win it, and it gives um, one of your players, one of your squaddies, um, and one of your opponent's squaddies plus two plus two move. Okay. Go fat. Go first. Be fast. <laughs> smooth is fast. Fast is smooth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean that one's cool just because it speeds you up. Uh, so what was that? that? That that was a is that a four card? It's a six. It's a six. Sorry, let me flip to it just so I have it. Right, so, so you, you play a six. You're, you're probably trying to go first. Yeah. And again, you know, like the you're not in you're not in threat range. All of a sudden, you are because you got plus two movement. So okay. Free, I got it. free free quick foot, bitch. Yeah, and I like that one too. But the thing is that both players get that choice, so it's it's kind of like last see or the last set of cards with seize the initiative, right? Where you know, it, it was good, but it definitely benefited both players. So you, I think that is one you have to definitely be careful with where you put it in and when you play it, right? Right. But their their player or their squatty with plus two, plus two move might be dead. Yeah. Because hopefully you're going first because you played a six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I don't think someone's going to choose the squatty 
that you're likely to kill to be the one that put the plus two plus two movement on. You got plus yeah. two plus two movement. You can go everywhere. Yeah. Look, it's not a perfect card. It's number four, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you're you're risking a, a him tying it up here, but okay. I, I don't know. I'm kind of going for another flavor pick here. So my number four is Cool Head. So this is a three card, and the first wow. time that the first time that a friendly model would spend momentum point for an action or momentous ability during this turn except for a shot or snapshot it may do so without spending momentum so i just like this one because i've been playing a lot of brewers and of course brewers have a ton of heroics so this is just beautiful when your first activation tapper go into it with a free old jakes and then just go into beating the crap out of people with you know just getting all the momentum so this just feels good for any kind of brewer player so that's why i put it as number four and there are other guilds that would like doing this too like uh you got a couple in like engineers and you got some with your other guilds that like the heroics so um it's it's good in certain guilds and since i'm playing brewers i put it at number four but if i was playing you know another guild i probably don't pick this card most of the time but since i'm playing brewers i'm, I'm putting this as my number four Mm, that was my number three. I love that card. <laughs> All right, Chris, who won it? Uh, I think I'm going to give this one to Pete, mostly because right, I myself am always so cool-headed, and <laughs> wow. also because I I do like playing an initiative card that really just only helps you. So I like the idea of being able to play a card where you are able to do more with your team immediately. Whereas you might not start out with having any momentum if you're going first. Yeah. So I, I don't like I don't like the cards where you bust your ass to get the initiative or play a high card and then you both get to do something, but your opponent gets to go second so that they are able to guide their decision a little bit better than you were able to make with yours. Yeah. So, okay. Tied Pete, up. Point to Pete. Tied oh, up. Well, I got to skip my number three, though, because you just you took it. Okay, well, what did you like about that card for number three? Oh, I mean, it's just a good card. Okay. It's something you know, heroic for free, all of a sudden, like, boom. Well, yeah, any, I mean, any team with lots of heroics is going gonna, is gonna to love that card, right? You, you yeah. Have to automatically do some shit. So what guild would you use that card with? Because, John, you don't play a lot of brewers, so what made you like, oh, that's a cool card? I mean, how about some hunters? Hunters, uh, rage, or vet rage. Well, yeah. even o, even O rage. Yeah, even O rage too. Because O rage has that new heroic that lets him do uh, do his heroic for or do um, tooled up for free essentially. Oh, yeah. you're starting out with a free blessing of the sun father though. I'll take that. Yeah, and and that's just because <laughs> like what that gives you pretty much like a free boom box. Yeah. Um. Well, he, he can't do it because Chaska don't have that, but. Right, yeah, and you got the old blessing. So I like that for hunters too. So my number three is caught out of position. So this one is a seven and it's minus one. But starting with the player that has the initiative, both players may choose one enemy model and make a two-inch dodge with that model. The chosen model is a friendly model during this activation. So I just kind of like this one because it's kind of like what you said earlier, John. It lets me position... Um, an enemy model and your opponent does get to do this as well but you have the first activation so this just might be once again one of those things where 
it's just like they're just out of range and then you move them two inches and now all of a sudden you have I think the key is you have to make sure you have two or three models that can threaten the one model you're moving. Otherwise you're, you're just like, Oh, I'm going to dodge you two. And they're like, Oh, I'm going to pick yours and dodge that one too. So yeah, I mean, I like it cause it, once again, it kind of breaks that stalemate issue that a lot of people were complaining about in the new season. I don't know who these people were. I like it, but yeah, I like the standoff game. Screw you guys. I- I know you do. And it's just the, a lot of these cards I feel are designed to break that up. So, um, yeah, it's just something you're going to have to take into account when you're kind of measuring out your threat ranges. All right, Chris, who won it? Wait, I thought only one of you presented yours. Well, John, John picked uh, the uh, same uh, one I did for number four. So the heroic one, yeah. that was his number three. Man, I don't want to have to pick this caught out of position one. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm giving it to John because he picked yes. the one that I would have. Yeah, I, w- I would have picked that one. Well, we didn't know that you hated these dual, you know, like, oh, each team gets it. <laughs> I I will say this. I do like this card more than what we had before because it only allows you to make a two-inch dodge instead of a four-inch dodge. Well, you also get to move their model, right? So you're not even moving your own model. You get to move their model into a worse position for them, hopefully better for you. Yeah. But, but I like that it doesn't change the state of the board as much. Okay. Because there, there there, will be times where people play this card just because they need to play the seven card, and they really don't want the effect on it at all. Yeah. And and I, I felt like there was a lot of times where that happened in the previous set of plot cards, and you were like, I don't want to have to do this. I just need this number. All right, John, what's your number two? Uh, I don't know which one my number two is. I have two number ones, so I'm going to tell you – I don't know. I'm talking, give me 110%. It's a card I think I, I will take every fucking time. That sounds like one a coach would pick. <laughs> it's a it's a plus one, but plus two influence? I'll take that every game. Well, and people are like, well, you're not going to win initiative, so why would you pick this card? Well, one, there's sometimes where you're not going to win anyway, so you might as well get two free influence out of it. Heck yeah. And then and, also... And the there's times where you don't want to go first, so you're just like, sure, you can go first. I'm going to take this extra two influence. I no, will but take th- that card every time. The third is you're blowing the doors off them in the momentum game, and you know you're going to go first. Oh, yes, as the butcher player here. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, the and, old- you, and you say, okay, well, I'm going to play this. It, it only costs me nothing, and you know, I, I get two extra influence to tear somebody up in the, right away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. but if, if you're up like 10 momentum, I mean, the game's pretty much decided at that point, probably anyways. Yeah, I would like to rub it in with this card. You got to give 110% to do that. I know, I know. That's what I'm well, saying. One more thing about it. One more thing about it. There's there's no text on the card at all. It just says, give me 110%. That's it. Hey, that's all that's important. I love it. <laughs> so, Chris, or sorry, John, you went more with like the coach's card with giving 110 I'm going to go more with the soccer mom and I'm going to pass out the orange slices. So that's my number two, because this one is a four and I love the idea of, Hey, everybody gets an orange slice and everybody gets two hit points back on the pitch. And this is kind of like the anti, you know, hunter card, anti alchemist card, just any of those guilds that love to like slow bleed you a little bit. This is a card that just lets you get a little bit back just to make yourself feel a little bit better. 
and get that kind of second second win because of those orange slices. So I like this card a lot too. Yeah, that was my number one. <laughs> so this card, like, it, it's so funny because this card, I, I love the name of it. It's just hilarious. Yeah. But obviously as somebody that plays the Butchers and always wants to be fighty in any game that I'm in, I hate what this card does because I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to fucking kill you. Stop healing your guys. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of... I, I don't know how to feel about this because I love the name of the card, and obviously I would take this card all the time. It's a great card, but if my opponent gets it, it fucking sucks for me, and I hate it. All right. Well, the, only Chris, you don't, the only time you don't take it is if you're playing against somebody who's obviously going to try to score three goals against you. Yeah, if they're not doing it, like you're playing against like a shark team where they're not doing any damage, it's like okay, I'm I'm not taking this. Right. Well, no, but I think you would still be willing to take it just for the plus four. Yeah, I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times when you're picking cards, it's not necessarily what abilities are on them. Sometimes it's, it's true. You want them for the for the additions or subtractions of your momentum well, or your. I think we I think we've all been there where sometimes a four is your highest card that you get. Oh God, yes. And you're just like, well, this is gonna fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess this. Uh, I mean, either way, well, let's see what what is uh, what's Pete's number one on this. Okay, what you're gonna judge these both at the same time then? Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: I gotta basically decide it the same way. So right. either either you're, you're either I'm gonna pick the orange slice one for both of them, or well, don't do that because if you do that, then I think John wins. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I gotta know what I gotta know what your number one is since you guys are splitting the difference on oh, these number two and number I, one cards. Well, I think you're going to pick John because I really don't think you're going to like this last one, Chris, because you're a Killy guy. And this is just sounds like a negative play experience for Chris, but this is raw enthusiasm. So you choose the friendly squatty model and the chosen model gets put me back in coach. So once per turn, when this model suffers the taken out condition, this model may immediately remove the taken out condition and return to the pitch as if it were the maintenance phase. So you kill the model, but it comes back the same turn. Wait, wait, but I still get the points for killing it with, like, getting yeah, the VP, yeah. right? Yep. Oh, okay, and I have no problem with that card. If they have influence on it, they lose their influence, right? Um, That's the one. I think this card needs to be clarified a little bit because it does say, I think you still keep the influence because it just says the taken out conditions removed and... Uh, it Let's suffers hear. the taken out condition, though, so it still suffers it. He doesn't ignore it, so the influence is gone. Yeah. And it, says, it says return to pitch as if it were the maintenance phase. So in the maintenance phase, you don't have any influence. influence. Allocate. Right. Yeah. That's why this card sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I, I normally it's like, okay, I, I would agree with that because you're not getting the influence back, but I do think it helps get that player back in the game quicker so that way it doesn't... Because sometimes there's points in the game where you know, you get taken out and it's like, okay, that model isn't going to do anything the rest of the game. This card helps that out a little bit because you get to move it. You still get to activate it. And depending on which kind of model it is, I mean, it could definitely be a pain in the butt. It could still impact something in the game, uh, especially with a lot of these janky new captains that are coming out. So I I still like the card. Plus the main thing that 
I think the bigger deal is that you're not down in activation. So that to me is a bigger deal than actually getting the influence out of it. Because if the model's going to die, you probably didn't put much influence on it anyways. So, or it comes back on the pitch and dies again. Well, then you need to not play Guild Ball as much, I, okay? <laughs> yeah, if somebody did that, I would fucking love that. Yeah, so <laughs> somebody just Chris is playing his butchers. Into, <laughs> into bring it back on so I can kill it. Yeah, they put it right in front of Ox again, and you're like, yes, please. <laughs> Attack with Boar, kill that model, and then charge that again. same model when it comes on right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely um, a card you have to be careful with because you could feed points. So you definitely got to be careful. I think it's more useful for, once again, that jailing situation that people have where they hold the model hostage. You know they're going to kill it round two. You play this card, and then they come back, and you don't lose that activation. Because a lot of times that's where the game starts to go south is when you start losing activations. So this can help maintain that and keep that a little better. So that's why I put it as number one. Okay, so I, I think... John's going to get the win here, basically, because that gave me a 110% card. And yeah, this card. raw enthusiasm card is a little bit – because there's question marks on it, right? Like yeah. how it works with the influence and all that kind of stuff. I think that that, that gets the win for John on this little yes. game. Yeah, because I know what John's saying, because if they if they errata this, because it says remove the taken out condition, so it's like – Okay, so they suffer it, but when I play that card, does the taken out condition work or does all the stuff stay on it? Because if it's ruled that they get to keep the influence, I could load up somebody and have them taken out, but then have them go ahead and pop up with influence somewhere else. So uh, I, they could it, rule this like that. If they rule it that you get to keep the influence, that really fucks people because then that hostage model, you're like, I'm going to load it up and it's not going to cost me a damn thing. Yeah. yeah. If it was that, that wouldn't be a two card. It'd be a one and a minus one or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Well, John gets the win. Good job, John. Yeah. All I do is win. <laughs> All I do is win. Yeah. Hey, by the way, which of these uh, captains are we able to talk about? Are we only able to talk about one of them or what's the deal with that? Yes, we're only talking about one of them. All right, before we move on from cards, though, yeah, what's, what's good about the cards? What do you wish they had done with the cards? Um, well, honestly, I what I like about the cards is that they're fresh. So if you start looking at them, obviously, these are all new. Like, there's no reprints. They totally changed them up. They do some similar things, but I think they took the ones that were a little ridiculous and kind of toned them down because they noticed that there were some that just kept being picked over some of them. And I feel like on these ones, they did a better job with the lower cards. Like there's a lot of these lower cards, like the twos and threes, and even the one with give me 110% that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to totally take that card now. Whereas before I, I picked like one or two threes, but then most of them were like four or fives and then sevens. Right. So I think they did a better job of making the lower cards more um, tempting for you to take. Yeah, I wish they'd got rid of sevens and maybe sixes too, though. It could make it such a, you know. So you wanted them to shrink like the uh, variance? Yeah, I mean, because when your opponent gets two sevens and you get nothing but the highest of four, I mean, that, that can really turn a game. Yeah, I mean, I've had that before where I think last time I played Russ, 
I like drew like the sevens, the six and a couple of like a fives or something like that. And I just look at Russ. I'm like, you didn't draw any high cards. <laughs> and he's like, nope. I was like, sorry. And I controlled the whole game. I was able to, you know, mandate and pick the pace of what basically the momentum race was looking like. So right. I think that was the biggest thing with these cards that I didn't like from the beginning is it added more luck into the game, you know, luck of the draw. Well, let me, it took a little bit of the skill out of it. Well, let me ask you both this. So this is now the second iteration of this type of card system. Do you guys prefer this over the old system? Fuck where yeah, you, not even a question. <laughs> so let me finish for new listeners. Do you prefer this system to the old one where you played a card, but you rolled for initiative based off of your momentum plus a D6? Oh, yeah, and you had, like, the plot cards that I always forgot because they were sitting off to the side. Yeah. yeah, because they didn't get played at the start. They had triggers that if you didn't hit it during the trigger, then you couldn't use it. Right, yeah. I mean, I like this better. I just don't like the card disparity. I almost wish every team had an, had an, a duplicated deck that you could choose from. Yeah, well, and actually, some people were saying that it's like, why not each player have their own deck and you draw randomly at the beginning of the turn. So there's nothing to stop you from having the same cards. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that either. And, and then the other person doesn't know what you had, right? Cause there were, there were times where I played and I had, you know, two sevens and a six or something like that. And I was like, okay, well I'm just going to toss one of these sevens. Cause I play a guild that generates so much momentum as it is. Yeah, and that way I don't have to worry about that card being in the game. And meanwhile, my opponent, you know, I know they didn't get it, so it ju- it just gives too much knowledge of what's happening with your opponent's cards and all that. So, so I, yeah, I'd rather have I'd rather have two two matching decks, and you just shuffle them up and draw whatever. So, Chris, why didn't you like the old system? Because I always got fucked on dice rolls. That's some fucking bullshit. You know why. Those, you know it was, why. It was one of those things where it's like, well, as long as I don't roll a one, oh shit. Fucking ones. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like this a lot better. And one thing that I do really like about when they change this up is it keeps the game fresh. So that's a positive. And it enables a situation where they're able to create some like new things to think about, but you're not very likely to break the game because everyone gets access to the cards, right? So it's not like trying to fix it by changing models where a little tweak to a model can make a whole shit ton of difference. What is kind of like one of the cards that you're like, this card just kind of sucks. It's a kind of a stinker for you. Oh, I don't know. I didn't prepare that. You didn't, <laughs> I mean, you're just looking them over. I mean, I'll I'll kind of start while you're perusing. Sure, go for it. Let me look but, it. I know there was well, one I was thinking about. Yeah, one of the ones that I'm kind of like meh about is mudslide because you choose a piece of rough ground on the pitch and then that becomes fast ground. And that one's really inhibited by pretty much like the terrain that the TO sets up. Like I know some TOs that never use rough ground, right? Like they just don't. Yeah, use it. I mean that card, if, if there's rough ground on the pitch, then I'm excited about it though. So this almost makes me more like if it was mudslide would be better if like the players put the pitch together, because then I could put rough ground down and guarantee like, okay, I'm going to get rough ground. Whereas 
you know, depending on the TO, like I said, I've been to tournaments where there's no trees, there's no rough ground. It's just the same kind of boring terrain. Yeah. So okay. I have two that I don't like, but yeah, definitely. If you see, if you see rough ground and you have this card, this is definitely a good one. Cause that'll give you some extra speed that you can use. Yeah. Yeah. Our, no, if there's rough ground on the pitch, I'm probably taking that. Is our boy Chris back? Yep. I'm back. Oh, the, um, the two, there's two that I don't like. The, they're both fours. Got okay. form a wall because gold defense sucks. I don't care. It never works for me. They roll one dice and they still get it. I don't care. Yeah. I'll never take four. I, I agree with that, by the way. And then I don't like punching bag because it's a four. One friendly squatty model gets tough hide, but it's minus one influence. I don't I don't think it's worth it for minus one influence. I, I don't know why they that's a minus one. Yeah, and I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because they're like, oh, some models would be stupid if they had tough hide, but um yeah. I, the formal wall one, like that would be cool if like it like if for that turn it let let everything like stack so like maybe you could get like they need like a six to you know score the goal right that'd be okay but hmm. yeah it doesn't work yeah the the card sounds better than the actual effect because i mean unless they are rolling like two dice and they need like a like a six at that point then yeah this card really doesn't do a whole lot and then kind of like you said john i'll do something like this in the game and then they still roll a six or they still roll a five and i'm just like oh glad i wasted them you know effort to do this oh you got me down to two dice darn oh it's a screamer fuck <laughs> as opposed yeah, to bone saw with re-rolls missing the damn kick <laughs> i want to minimize chance as much as possible yeah Ooh. right that's why chris is going to cards with malifo I'm not going over to Malifaux. It's just oh, that, you are. You're hard going to Malifaux. Yeah, calling okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I played a demo this week, so <laughs> another domino falls. That's right. Just like Joe says, another domino. Um, so, yeah, Chris, we were just kind of summing up our thoughts about the game plan cards, and we picked a stinker. I don't know if there was any of them that you saw where you were just like, yeah, this one, that card kind of sucks. I just really don't like when I'm in a situation where I have to lose influence. I feel like anytime you make that choice, you're like slitting your own throat. So in your opinion, then are you just like, if you can help it, you're not taking any of the negative ones. Uh, I mean, it, it, it punching bag in theory, I, I might consider taking and, and yeah, I caught out of position. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a seven. So if, if you really need it, yeah, if you really need, it. I mean, I might, I might take it if it's my only high card, right? But that's definitely the one that I would dump if I was in a situation where I had both sevens. I, I'd, I'd easily throw away that caught out of position card because I don't want well, somebody being able to fuck with my stuff. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this then. So, looking at the game plan deck. Does this have you excited to play Guild Ball? Like, are you like, yeah, I'm going to take these out. I'm going to go get some games in because I've I've been talking with a lot of people on Twitter and I've gotten kind of both sides of it. I've had a lot of people that are excited. They want to go to their game store and play it. And then I've had other people were like, yeah, this probably should have came out like six months ago. Well, I mean, I, 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 I think that it's something fun and adds variance. And so I, I view it as a positive. Okay. What about you, John? Yeah, I mean, I definitely new things come out. I want to try them. 
Yeah, and I definitely, like I said, a lot of these are very flavorful, and I can't wait to scream some of these, kind of like raising the stakes. But <laughs> raise the stakes, raise the stakes. Oh, lucky, he's my favorite, and that's why I'm happy to be playing Brewers again because people are so down on Lucky, but I'm just going to make him work. I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, the cards just are fun. There, there's a lot of them that you can do some really interesting things with. They're going to break up a lot of the the stalemate and monotony that you have in the game. And I kind of like what a lot of people were saying. I feel like this should be an annual thing where they change this up. And they don't. The thing is, like this doesn't even have to be something that Steamforge needs to spend money on. They could just put this on print, right? Like I just printed it off PDF. I'm going to cut them out and put them in my old card sleeves. So oh, you should print me some and cut them out for me. <laughs> okay, I will. And yes. it's just one of yeah, those things where it's like, yeah, just do it more often. Do it every year. That way it f- keeps it fresh. Because like I said, if I had this about six months ago, I probably, I probably wouldn't have stopped playing as much as I did. I mean, I still try to get a game in at least like once a month. But yeah, but it's that's just not a lot. No, it's not. And there was like after um, Old Jake's, I don't think I played. I think we did one in the summer and then I didn't play again until, I don't know, October maybe. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where this would have freshened it up in the summer when things kind of dulled up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you you don't put out new plot cards and it leaves the door open for Malifaux. I know Malifaux, Song of Ice and Fire, whatever the hell John's playing. John's playing Warcry. Yeah, Warcry. Hey, I haven't got off Middle Earth yet, man. We're still playing that. Good. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely got people excited, and I think it should. It looks fun. I know I'm excited to play it, and yeah, I I definitely think it's a good thing, and glad to see that they got it coming out, and they even got some more new toys coming out. And one of the new toys coming out is the third captain for the farmers. And this gal's name is Festival. So, John, I think you had some very uh, choice words about this gal Festival. All right. Yeah. So I played with farmers last time we, I think last time I played, I played farmers. You did? Yeah. Because I'm on the Grange train. Um, yep. So I was all Festival's card and she sucks and I'm not playing her. <laughs> so what, what don't you like about her? Um, what she does. What does she do? Wow, you're giving answers like one of the kids in your classes. I know. Um, that's, and that is the question. What does she do? <laughs> well, she, I mean, go ahead. She moves your team around a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, she lets your team make a dodge. She lets your team make a dodge or, or push and puts out two harvest markers. I'll take Grange, please, and thank you. <laughs> well, and once again... It's one of those things where she does a couple of interesting things that I think you're overlooking a little bit, but I agree she, like when you first look at her, you're like, okay, well, this is kind of boring, but she does let people make a two-inch dodge that are inside the AOE of hair in the field, so that's not for nothing. Like That two-inch dodge could be a goal or that could help because people bitch a lot about the farmers not being able to retrieve the ball from people. Well, this helps some of your models that are you know capable of doing that to go get it so i mean wait who says the farmers can't get the ball i think a lot of people say that the farmers have a hard time getting the ball when it's killed do they know thresher 
Okay, yeah. If you're going to send one model, Thresher, to go get the ball, you definitely can. But who else is going to go retrieve the ball besides Thresher? And then what are you going to do when Thresher gets killed? Okay, say that about every team. The what? You can say that about every team. Okay, they got one model that can go get the ball and then they die. And Yeah, but I think that's a little different with Thresher just because he he's kind of the linchpin of that team because he does a lot of the heavy lifting and he does set up his team. So I don't think you can just throw him away to go get the ball out of a tight spot. Okay, well, if you're playing a team that's going to kill the ball, then you play Grange. <laughs> see, I, I don't think that quite works as well for some people either. I don't see What, what I'm, see, see what I'm saying is I think Festival gives more to scoring than the other captains do. Because, like I said, that's a two-inch dodge that she can give, and anybody in that AOE can get that two-inch dodge. So that's potentially you know your whole team getting that nice little two inch dodge and then she does have lend a hand so i mean she is giving out an additional plus one tag well plus so another thing that she does though is with this with this new trait harvest supper she actually can heal models additionally so once per turn she can take a harvest marker and she can heal somebody four hit points so i mean that's pretty decent to help keep the line going and then I mean, don't forget, we do have the legendary play line dancing, so that's also good. Oh, God. It's a four, it, dude, it's a five inch push towards the edge. So if you're within six inches of her. Okay. Yeah, but dude, it's still that, like, it's like you're shifting your whole offense. Dude, she, she's basically got seven inches of movement that she can do on her legendary play turn. Mm, to do what? To, I mean, what are you doing with her? Are you trying to score goals? I mean, it could, you can. Be, it could be either way, man. Like that—that's the thing that's nice is you can shift. You can shift to kill the ball yourself. You can shift to get to the ball. You can shift to because uh, here's here's the thing that goal. I, yeah, here's the thing that I think is she's a support captain because she's a planner and she has twenty two hit boxes at four defense, which isn't terrible. And she brings five influence. So and she's faster. She's a six eight movement with two inch reach. So. Yeah, she's not like doesn't do all this crazy stuff, but that legendary turn, you can do a ton of movement and shenanigans with that. And that's something that when you play Grange is like the total opposite. Like Grange, you almost have to tempt people to come into you. Whereas Festival, you can really dictate the pace and really kind of get things going with some of those faster models that you have. So I, I mean she I think she can do a two two game pretty reliably instead of that kind of normal a uh, 4-1 game you usually see with the farmers. I think if she had the ability, if she was a striker and was designed more like a striker and did all that, I'd play her. But she, she ain't getting the ball. She's got to tackle on four. Yeah, and she has pushes instead of dodges. That's not what she's designed to do. But, I mean, you yeah. could play models like Bushel and Amber and even Jackstraw to get that effect. And get you're going to get killed. I mean, which, which, which model? You can take Thresher out or Grange out to play her? I think you take Grange out. I don't think you take yeah. Thresher out. No way, no way. I would take Grange out. I mean, I think she at least does a lot of this, a lot of similar things, and it at least is more interesting. I think Grange is still in that weird spot where it's kind of like, what does he Super still squatty. do? What Grange wins, baby? I love Grange right now. I mean, the thing is, though, what? if Grange can, if Grange can get the scrum set up, then yeah, he's going to knock stuff down, and it's going to be you know a grind fest. But I think she can kind of dictate the pace better than Grange can. Grange kind of has to wait and kind of just almost hope that they're going to engage with you. 
Or you sit there and stare at them or they don't engage with you. <laughs> yeah. And festival can, you know, push remember people last- seven inches or maneuver them seven inches around the board. Remember last time we played Pete and Grange just stared at you? I know it was fun. It was a blast. <laughs> hey, and listen, Grange always has a special place in my heart. But the more I look at festival, the more I'm kind of like, okay, I see some of the cool stuff she can do. And I definitely see why you would play Grange still if you like his play style. But I, I just think she dictates the pace more. She can, you know, force the issue better than Grange can. So, um, yeah. You know what You know what I think Festival is? I think Festival is Yukai. Like, there's going to be some people that are going to try to do some weird shit with her, but not many. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, wait. I have a question. With Our tools are sharp, and this is purely because I'm just looking at her now. Um... <laughs> When it says that friendly models playbook damage results inflict condition damage, what is that? It ignores it ignores oh. tough hide. Yeah, so basically, like John said, tough hide oh. doesn't apply to it. So that and that's all that does. Uh, there, there's some other abilities where it'll say, you know, like something about condition damage. Uh, so whatever applies to that will also apply, but it's mostly for tough hide. Okay, so so basically, like it's just making it to where it's a another type of damage other than uh, other than a character play or playbook. Is that is yeah? That basically so all so basically, you you would want to take her into teams like Brewers, or you'd want to take her into teams like uh, like some of the Masons, and you'd want to use her to kind of you know get through some of that tough hide if you feel like that's the direction that you want to go with it. Okay. It, yep. One thing that we haven't talked about is, I mean, are you guys at all, is your thought process at all affected by the fact that she seems like a huge battery? Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. She's bringing five influence. And honestly, I don't think she's going to use it all because, yeah, she has a knockdown, but really you're probably going to put two on her for that AOE. And then if they're bringing tough hide, then you might put three on her and then, that's a, still a net two influence that you can throw on other models. So, and she's putting out two harvest markers. So you're going to get a lots of effects out of that as well. And she can heal four hit points. So it's just one of those things where I think she is definitely like a good battery. Do the farmers need a battery right now? Are they, do they struggle for, if you're going to, if you're going to bring a lot of planners, like if you want to bring, like three strikers, or if you want to bring like th- three beaters that you can just load up and just wreck people with, then I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess you play her if you want to play a scoring farmers and you want to play Jack Straw and you want to play Bushel and you want to play Amber yeah. and just. I, I think she's your best option for, for scoring, if you ask me. I think Thresher is. Well, I think Thresher is your best scorer if you play him. <laughs> He's going to get you a six point activation. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I know it, it's one of those things where I think there are some things with her that people are going to enjoy and that they're going to find some cool combos to work with her. And I think that the extra threat range that she can put out is kind of ridiculous because even with Thresher, his threat range doesn't really extend anyway. I think that's something the farmers have been lacking without the ball is threat that threat extension she's the first one of those captains that really can extend their threat 
I mean, right. I mean, I mean, two inches every turn is a big deal when you're kind of in a standoff or you just need to get a little bit more. And then she has that legendary to really push it. I mean, like I said, a five inch push is pretty big. I mean, Harrow extends threats and um, honor extends threats kind of, and you got plot hard yeah. cards to do it. I mean, and that's what I'm saying is like, she's, I, I think turn, she's the one that can do it every turn. It's reliable. And then that legendary where it's just like, Oh, push five inches directly towards the chosen edge. I mean, that just reminds me of like Piper because Piper just does that crap all the time too, where he's just like, all right, my legendary. And that's a three inch dodge or three inch push. That's not even, you know, five, I, five is going to get kind of nuts. Ooh, will her win rate be better or worse than Piper's? Because, I mean, that could also be used defensively, too. Like, you could be like, all right, I'm going to push everybody five inches back so we're not engaging your crazy-ass team anymore. I bet her win rate will be better than Piper's. Well, do not com- do not compare her to the Piper. Don't well, you dare. Better- it, well, it's just one of those things where, like, Piper has to be the captain for every game that he's in. Yeah. Whereas she can be your B-drop and... You can say, I'm only going to take her into these optimal situations, and then she's likely to win in the optimal situations. And otherwise, you take Thresher each time. Win in doubt, take Thresher. And I do like that. I think that her win rate will be better than Piper. Well, and I also like she still has a good knockdown, and she has two-inch reach. So, I mean, that's pretty solid as well. Yeah, the two-inch reach is nice. And she has got, like, a shit ton of boxes. Mm -hmm. So, she could go in there and, like, tie up a whole bunch of fucking people. And then if they try and get away, then she's knocking them down quick, and it's taken a lot to beat her up. And she does. Yeah, she almost she almost does all that as good as Grange does. <laughs> oh, John. Try, try something she new, okay? She's new. Try her. Grange was new. <laughs> I played him once. <laughs> That's true. We just got to play well, well, more So often. you're saying you're saying Festival is – Shit compared to Grange, but you've only played Grange once? I mean, in a tournament. I mean, I'm kind of like, it makes me kind of question the opinion of your opinion of Grange and your opinion of Festival. Like, I feel like you've written written both of them off. I've played Grange quite a bit, like outside of tournaments, so we just haven't been to tournaments recently. So yeah, I, I think if you're going to scrum up and like you just want to build this like death pit, you still do bring Grange over her though, because I mean Grange puts out that aura of tough hide. He has help him out, so that's good as well. And then he still has you know huge huge tracks of land, which is still one of my favorite legendary plays. So. Okay, she should have huge tracks of land on her card. Just because well, it would they, fit they, with all the other innuendos. Start. They made Grange first, okay? So they can't. They need to switch that shit. <laughs> Just because it would be funny. What do you mean you don't like her? She has huge tracks of land. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, John, if you still want to play that style with the second captain, you, you're probably still going to bring Grange. I really think where people are going to bring festival is where they're wanting to try to unlock some of these maneuverable pieces like bushel and Amber to do some cool things. So I I think you're right there. If that's the way you want to go, you definitely don't want to scrum up with her because she is going to die a lot quicker than, uh, than Grange would with the boys. Right. Do either of you have a problem with the fact that festival is clearly trying to like steal brisket swag? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, look at the look at the picture. <laughs> like, 
It's brisket. <laughs> like, it, it's a brisket. It, 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 it's a brisket artwork, but just in farmer shit. Oh. Well, I don't know. I thought you were... No, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just like... I'm, I'm just noting it. I, I also think that it's interesting that she has the coach tag on her because I was like, wait, isn't like honor supposed to be the coach of like the farmers? Yeah, that's right. What's the point of these coach tags? Who's the head coach? Who's the assistant coach? (laughs) Yeah, that's where, and John can, can speak to this. You need to make sure you know who the head coach is. Right. Know your role. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why Freddie kitchens is fucking up the Brown so bad. (laughs) Uh, he is not head coach material. Well, I mean, so looking at festival, I mean, are you are you going to buy the model, John? Mm, I don't know. Just proxy or see if you like it. Okay, we'll do. All I, all I know is in the next coming weeks, I can't wait to talk about veteran greed because greed's my boy. I'm more excited about uh, what's it, Soma or for the Alchemist? Yeah, I. I, I can tell, John, you're going to, once we talk about Soma, you're going to play some Alchemist for a while. I mean, I was already intrigued with Alchemist. And now mm-hmm. you're like, all, now you're all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I did, I, when I just play with Greed, I just, I'm going to call Greed, I'm just going to call the whole gang Dirty Mike and the Boys, just because Greed looks like he'd be the leader of a gang called Dirty Mike and the Boys. What? <laughs> okay. okay, random ass nickname giver. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> anything, anything else besides? So, obviously, in the next couple weeks, listeners, make sure that you're checking us out because we are going to talk about these new captains as we are able to. So, in the next couple weeks, you can expect more information on these new captains. So, definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, Festival looks interesting. I think some people are going to do some interesting things with her. And I don't know if she's in Yukai territory. Yukai is definitely like corner case for like a lot of players. But I think she's going to be used a little more than Yukai, I would say. Because I already think there's a bunch of people that don't even play Grange. So this is just a better option, in my opinion, for a lot of farmers players. Or an option. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just a new option, right? And who knows, maybe there's going to be an OPD that comes out that lets you use three captains. That would fuck over people who want to play minor guilds. Well, you want to know what? Sorry. <laughs> play a real guild. Get in the big league. Wow. Which minor guilds come? Oh, we got Shepherd's Guild. Which minor guilds are going to be announced next? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if... I don't even know if, like, I don't know where the Entertainers Guild is. I don't know where the Shepherds Guild is. It's just, it's all all up in the air. Uh, Did we hear something about Lamplighters or some shit? Or is that still rumor? I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? We can figure out when we go to SteamCon. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) So just a couple quick notes as we kind of wrap up the show. Uh, we, Chris and I, we did record a patron episode where we just kind of, Chris almost did like a lightning round where he just asked a bunch of random questions. And we actually put that out on for everybody to hear just because we wanted people to see just some of the random stuff that we do for the patrons, because we do give them the episodes 
usually a day early. Sometimes uh, it's earlier than that. It just depends on editing. But also they get these random, you know, 20 to 30 minute episodes where we just talk about usually something else uh, in gaming. It might be Guild Ball. It might just be some topics we want to talk about. Uh, sometimes it's Chris asking me about the Buffalo Bills. It just, it really depends. Next one, we might talk about Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. There we go. And, yeah, we, should we already get... talked about that on the main podcast. We yeah, have, not, but not in depth. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about it since I, I haven't played it since it was War of the Rings. So, oh, geez. Yeah, it's been, been, been some years. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, uh, Let's wrap this baby up, and then we can we can talk about that. Yeah. I don't know if John has the time. <laughs> oh, I called in sick tomorrow already. Oh, see, I called in sick on Wednesday. <laughs> we should have planned this better. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't call in sick two days ahead, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a doctor's appointment, so. Yeah. Going to take all day. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, throw dice. Roll salt. We're out. <laughs> Nobody's going to call out that I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I did. But we just want to go. Yeah. All right. <laughs>